0: Praise the Lord, everybody. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Timely Words of Hope. My name is Joseph Douglas, and I will be teaching today's podcast. So thankful to be a part of such a great church and have such a great pastor. Um, This church means a lot to me, and the opportunity to minister to you all today I do not take lightly whatsoever. Um, I do feel that maybe we should start this podcast with a little bit of prayer. If you're in your car, if you're in your home, if you're working... If you're able to, um, pray with me just for a moment, and let's pray that God would specifically give us revelation today and understanding. Lord God, I pray right now, Jesus, that you would help me to follow the flow of your Spirit. God, I pray, Jesus, that you would give revelation and that you would give understanding. Loose my tongue and let the anointing prevail. Father, I'm praying, God, right now, that you would bind everything that I would try to hinder your word from going forth, whether in this building or with the people listening. We take authority right now in the Spirit, and we plead the blood of Jesus. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, we bind every devil, we bind every lie of hell, and we loose freedom, we loose joy, we loose revelation, and we loose understanding today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And everybody said, Amen. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. If you're able to get to a Bible, if we could go to John chapter 4, the focus will be in chapter 5, I'm sorry, John chapter 4, verses 5 to 14, and this is the woman of the well. I'm going to start in verse 6. It says, Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journey, sat thus on the well. And it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said unto her, Give me to drink. For his disciples were gone away into the city to buy meat. Verse 9, Then said the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, askest drink of me, which am a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Verse 10, Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Can everybody say with me, living water. The woman saith unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Hold on to that, the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Today, I want to talk to us from this thought, straight from the source, and the source being Jesus Christ. See, wells in ancient time were lifelines for those who lived in the desert. When there was no other water sources nearby, the only way to get water was to dig a well. When someone decided to dig a well, there were many challenges that they would face while in the process. The scorching heat, the tremendous labor, the discouragement of not finding water after hours and days of digging. Surely blisters and calluses would form on the hands as they dug from layer to layer, pushing past dirt and rock and clay. After days of digging and not finding water, After days of searching and laboring, expelling the water sources that you have available at the time, which you probably drew previously from a spring, or what you drew from a river, or possibly even from rain, after expelling that water in search of new water, the discouragement would begin to set in, the hopelessness even would begin to settle in. See, even though wells were a great challenge to dig in ancient times, it was not impossible. Certainly it was not, a cha- certainly, it was not something that the faint of heart would be able to do. But it was something that took guts. It took muscle. It took effort. And those that were able to push past the discouragement were the ones that were able to survive off of a well that they were able to dig. That well would feed them, would quench their thirst. It would quench the thirst of their family, their livestock, and even visitors that came to visit their well. Thank you, Jesus. See, the reward of having a water supply far outweighed the challenge of digging a well. It was a very laborious task, but the reward outweighed the blisters, the calluses, the skinned-up knees, the skinned-up elbows, and all the pain of the dig. But it was well worth it. Moving back to Jacob's well, the well of Jacob today is located in what modern times will be called Nablus, Palestine. It stands at about 9 feet in diameter and 75 feet deep. However, history scholars say that the well was twice as deep during Jacob's lifetime. 150 foot deep with an ancient pickaxe and shovel. No, this isn't Minecraft, and it's not easy to dig. It takes hours. It takes days. It takes even weeks to be able to dig a well that can give you a lifeline in a desert place. Though the well of Jacob was a tremendous challenge to dig, it became a great well not that it only refreshed him and his family, but it was a source of refreshing to others and to many generations after him, even the Samaritan woman in John 4. So we see the effect of, a, of digging a well is a long-lasting effect. But today, no one plans to dig any natural wells. I certainly don't plan on grabbing a shovel from Home Depot and going to my backyard to try to get some sulfur-fortal water, but the type of well that I'm trying to dig is a spiritual one. See, the wells that we dig today are not dug with shovels and pickaxes, but they are dug with prayer. They're dug with fasting and studying the Word of God. To really get something wonderful, sometimes you have to dig for it. Sometimes you have to fight through the pain of focus and fasting and prayer and the agony thereof in order to strike the vein that has the water. the the wells that we go to today, the wells of refreshing that we find are dug by men and women of God who have dedicated themselves and who did not get discouraged when they kept digging layer after layer. They did not quit when things began to get hard, but they said, regardless of the trial, regardless of the temptation, regardless of the problem I find myself in, I will continue to dig my well. And because of that, Others were able to be refreshed by that well. Don't be discouraged because you're struggling to pray. Don't be discouraged because you could barely fast a day, but continue to press because you're digging a well that is going to affect you and your family and many people that will come after you. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord with me, please. Thank you, Jesus. I worship you and I praise you. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. You see, the wells that we visit today, the spiritual wells, where spiritual thirst is quenched look like this church services anointed church services not dead church services but anointed church services are wells that are springing forth with water revivals and conferences recorded preaching christian music anointed christian music can be well at times even anointed radio revival radio and truth radio and Areas that preach the whole council and those that deliver the word are anointed. Those are wells that we can go to. This podcast even, I believe, in the name of Jesus, this podcast is going to be a well of refreshing, an anointed well where you can come and your family can come and they can be refreshed in the Spirit. However, the effect of drinking at these wells eventually went off and we will begin to thirst again after drinking from these anointed wells jesus tells the woman at the well in john 4:13 whosoever drinketh of this water will thirst again however the next verse is even the more important we don't end in hopelessness i'm going to thirst again i'm going to get thirsty but jesus gives hope john 4:14 4, But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. How many people would love to be able to have a well within themselves? I do. See, the woman was trying to survive off a well that someone else dug. Her survival, her spirit, her spiritual survival, if you will, was dependent upon that well having water in it. But Jesus was telling her that if she went to him, he would give her her own well. This well would be springing up within her and it would supply her with more than temporary respite, but it would be a well within herself giving her continual refreshing, a continual source, not a temporary source that you have to pay for, that you have to register for, or that you have to wait till Sunday morning for, but a continual source. I can go to the source during my job. I can go to the source while I'm in my service van. I can go to the source while I'm in an attic and it's 160 degrees. I can go to the source when I'm trying to make a sale. I can go to the source when I'm bagging people's groceries at Publix. I don't have to wait till Sunday to get refreshed. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. God wants us to have wells that are dug that bring forth living water. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 13 tells us that the Lord is that fountain of living waters. What you're digging for is not within yourself. Your talent and your ability is not going to keep you alive. Your talent and your ability is not what you're digging for. That's not what you're praying for and fasting for, but you are reaching for those living waters. The Spirit of the Lord is that living water and see the bible says in john 7:38 it speaks of the believer that out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water not not sprinkles but rivers see jesus is the one that gives the spirit jesus is the one that gives the refreshing When you interpret Matthew chapter 3, 11 correctly, it says that he that cometh after me is mightier than I whose shoe latchet. I am not worthy to unloose, but he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That he is Jesus Christ. He's the one that gives you the spirit. He is the one that has the authority to do so. And so we go to him to get that refreshing. See, it's true though, that most wells that we visit, Those anointed wells that we visit, church services and revivals, they give us a tremendous refreshing. And every time we go to an anointed well, Jesus is sitting there, just as he was in John 4. See, we receive strength and direction. We receive clarity, and sometimes for those that need it, he gives restoration. Even though there will be a lasting effect from these anointed wells that we visit, there will still be a thirst that comes back. And that's why Jesus wants everyone to have a direct link to him. He wants everyone to have their own well. I keep saying anointed wells for this specific reason. There is a well that is empty and dry and there is a well that has water. If you go to a service and you don't get fed, you don't your thirst isn't quenched, or you go to a revival and you're not quenched, and you're still thirsty, you're still hungering after God, the anointing probably isn't present. The Spirit of the Lord probably isn't present. But I want to go to a service where Jesus is sitting at that well. See, Jesus never told the woman in John 4 to stop going to Jacob's well. My goal in today's podcast is not to condemn you for going to church. That's ludicrous. But I want to encourage you even the more to continue going, if you will, to Jacob's well. He never told her to stop drinking. He never told her to stop visiting. He never told her to stop drawing. All he said was, I have something even greater. I have something that's even better. For each and every one of us, God has something even better. See, the Bible says in Acts chapter 2, verse 42, to continue steadfastly in fellowship. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. We need church. We need those anointed wells in our life, being pastor's well, being a minister's well. We need those wells in our life, but what we need even more than a well that we can go to is a well springing up within our own selves. In this hour, as the end times are upon us. We are in the last days. We are in the beginning of sorrows. When we see the world beginning to go deeper and deeper unto the coming of the Lord, and wickedness is waxing grosser and grosser, we have got to be able to tap into a life life source uh, that we don't need from somebody else. Men can backslide, but God cannot. Men can walk away from truth, but God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. If I am relying upon a man's well that he dug and he backslides, I am going to go right behind him because I have no water within my own self. We have got to rely upon Jesus only. I just want to raise my hand to the Lord and worship him for a second. I feel the Holy Ghost? Oh, God. Mm. If you find yourself in that position, And you have relied upon the wells of other men that they have dug yet they backslid and they walked away from God just know he was only a man people make mistakes but Jesus will never let you down the water that Jesus gives you is an everlasting water he will not let you down he will not backslide but come back to him and he will refresh you begin to dig your well again and God will bless you. I want to encourage you to look for wells that are anointed and keep drinking from them. Your pastor's well, other minister's wells. As I said before, no man is perfect, but God has called them to be wells. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12 tells us that God has given us these ministers to perfect, to minister and to edify. They're Purpose is to dig a well for us to go to, to be able to drink, to have that temporary refreshing, and to teach us how to dig our own. But if you have to wait till the next church service, if you have to wait to get another drink at the next revival service, then you are missing out on what God has for you. You're doing yourself a great disservice. See, there are things that we will wait till on Sunday, wait till Sunday to get. god actually wants to give it to us on monday he wants to give it to us every single day of the week pastor and the other ministers are the only ones that can hear from god actually if you have had an acts 238 experience if you have repented of your sins if you have been baptized in the only saving name name of jesus christ If the name of Jesus Christ has been applied to your sins in baptism, full submersion baptism, then you have so much going for you. But the best part of Acts 2.38 is that God promises to fill people with his spirit, with the Holy Ghost, with that well of living water. If you have had that experience, then you have no excuse. You have nothing stopping you, you have nothing hindering you from getting that well, from digging that well. You don't have to be anointed to preach to receive a word from your personal time of prayer and fasting you don't need someone else to lay hands on you so that you can get a mental physical or spiritual breakthrough because when you have jesus you have the same power that the anointed minister has we don't have something that god does not have there's nothing special There's nothing above special that the minister has that you can't tap into you have the word of God for yourself The Bible is the most mass-produced book in all of history. It is the most powerful living word You have access to that if you repent of your sins and you get baptized your sins are washed away If God fills you with the Holy Ghost, you have access To everything I have access to everything that pastor has access to But what you need to do is dig that well you have to dig your own well there are many people who have those wells and they're sustaining themselves they're sustaining others they're sustaining entire churches they're sustaining entire organizations because of the power of digging a well the power of getting a hold of god getting word from god tapping into god and being connected to god but if your well is not sustaining you either the well isn't deep enough or the well is stopped See, if your well isn't deep enough, it's time to go deeper. Everybody's at a different level. There are spiritual babes and children, spiritual teens and adults, and even spiritual elders. Some people are very advanced spiritually. They prophesy and are used mildly by God, and some just... And some people just started to believe that there is a God. They just started to believe that we're not a cosmic accident. You have the great prophet and you have the person that has, if you will, little faith. We're all at different levels. I condemn, I don't condemn the person with little faith. They're beginning their journey in God, but God has great things for them, just as God had great things for the great and mighty prophet that's preaching across the world. See, Your consecration, dedication, understanding, spiritual perception, fruits of the Spirit, gifts of the Spirit, all show what level that you're at. They are fruits, if you will, of the level that you may be at. But the true sign of spiritual maturity, the true sign that you're no longer a spiritual child or even a spiritual teen, the true sign is that you have a will. Not that you prophesy to mountains and they move or lay hands on the sick and they're healed, but that you have a well and that well is able to sustain you. Your own walk with God is able to sustain you. If your own walk with God is not able to sustain you, then you are not as matured as you thought that you were. And I do not condemn you for that. We all have to grow. I can raise two hands for that. I got a lot of growing still to do. However, my goal is to shoot for spiritual self sustainability I don't want to be cut off from the people of God that's not what I'm saying I don't want to miss church I don't want to walk away from the congregation to live as a Christian by myself that's ludicrous but what I do want is self sustainability that way I don't have to rely upon the well that other men dug see when you graduate from level to level in the spirit you will encounter greater enemies greater challenges and greater responsibilities Whether you're driving the church van or pastoring a church, at every level that you increase, your prayer life and consecration to God must also increase. In other words, your input of the Spirit needs to match your output. Your spiritual refreshing, your input of God needs to match your output in God. See, if pastor prays as much as a new convert, this this church is going downhill. Hallelujah. If the new convert prays as much as pastor, he's probably going to burn out. There's a lot of growth that needs to take place. I'm not saying that it's bad for the new convert to pray all day and all, all evening. That's perfectly fine. Glory to God. We I, I wish that everyone would pray constantly, like Apostle Paul, right? But that's just not the case sometimes. But the goal is not to have a specific season where I have a will. I want to have not just a month where I'm doing really good in God and I have a will. The goal is to have a will continually. The goal is to be able to go back to my prayer life, to be able to go back to the word, to be able to go back to what I've already done and receive a refreshing from it, to receive a refreshing from it. See, if all you do for God, and I don't condemn you if this is the level that you're at, but if all that you do for God is come to church and sit on a pew, and then 10 minutes of prayer is all you give to God, that might be fine. You might be able to continue going forward. You may not have too many challenges. However, when you start working for God, serving and ministering to others, 10 minutes of patty cake with Jesus will not satisfy your spiritual thirst. As your responsibilities, spirituality, as that grows, as all of these things grow, your time at the well needs to grow. And that's what keeps you. That's what keeps you growing. It's what keeps you alive. It's what keeps you vibrant, spending time at the well that you dug. If you're not receiving that, then it's time to pray more. 10 minutes a day is not enough. If you're still struggling and you're a minister, or, or maybe you're not a minister, but you're still struggling to get a touch from God, it's time to pray more. It's time to fast more. It's time to graduate how much I prayed at my last level. It's time to pray more. Hallelujah. If you want to get in contact with us, we have. A, I have a, I'm hosting a prayer meeting every single Thursday. God's doing a great thing. Um, If you want to contact us, we can get you connected to that if you're trying to learn to pray or if you want to pray more. God bless you. The second well, the second type of well that is not a fruitful, yea, a water-bearing, water-springing well is a well that was stopped. Can we go to Genesis chapter 26 and verse 15? This is speaking of the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. For all the wells which his father's servants had digged in the days of Abraham, his father, the Philistines had stopped them and filled them with earth. The goal of the enemy is to separate you from God. And one of the most effective ways to separate you from God is to join you with the world. In the Old Testament, it says that the Philistines filled the wells with earth, aka the world. And it stopped the free-flowing of that well. You can be joined to the world and be separate from God. Or you can be joined unto the Lord and be separate from the world. One thing is absolutely clear in Scripture. And that's that you cannot have both. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Separation is something that is being preached less and less and it's frustrating because separation is a key to having a free flowing well where the spirit of the lord can refresh you and others through you second corinthians chapter 6 verse 14 to 15 says be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness and what concord hath christ with satan or what part hath he that believeth with someone who does not believe? There are things that we can allow in to our well that will stop it. Music. Music is a powerful tool of the devil. See, the devil was in charge of music before his fall, so he understands the power of music. Christian rap is garbage. I fear on the Holy Ghost, it's garbage. The lyrics... Might sound okay, but the spirit behind it is worldly. If you don't agree with me, that's perfectly fine, but when you're struggling to get water from your well, you'll know why. Entertainment, friendships that we don't need to be having, relationships that we don't need to be having. We need to separate ourselves from the world. That way we can have access to the lifeline, the supply of our life the well. Yea, Jesus. John 17, verse 14 to 15 says, we are in the world, but not of it. In other words, my will is in the world, but the world is not in my well. I want to say that again. My will is in the world, but the world isn't in my will. It's not stopped up with worldly things. It's not stopped up with horrible music and horrible entertainment and terrible friendships and activities and things that we should not, as Christians, be doing. I want to ensure that I am holy. In every way, shape, and form, I want to ensure that I am separated. I want to ensure that there is no hindrance, no sin in my life that's going to stop me from hearing from God, from being able to get access to his presence when I enter into prayer. I want to make sure that there's nothing stopping me from being able to discern the voice of God. When you have many verses and clutter in your life, it's hard to hear from God and get direction. And so you become reliant upon the well that someone else dug, because they are connected, because they are separated unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's separate ourselves for the purpose of being used by God. As I get ready to close within the next few minutes, I want to talk to you about the profit of having your own well, the profit of having your own well, not a well that someone else dug, but your own, your own walk with God your own prayer life, your own life of fasting, your own study life where God can speak to you. When the three T's, as I like to call them, come, trials and tribulations and temptations, when these things come and your well is already dug, you will be able to stand on your own, just you and Jesus, You'll be able to resist the temptation. You'll be able to overcome the trial. You will be able to make it through the tribulation because the sustaining power is within you. When plagues like COVID 19 or hurricanes like Ian come and it causes churches and revivals and other wells of refreshing to be shut down, I will be able to keep my refreshing and stand just me and Jesus. See, God knows that there's greater things coming. There's more coming. Look, it's not going to get better until it gets worse. Prophecy tells us that right now, a lot of things are about to get worse. I'm not here to talk about prophecy. But we need to be prepared for whatever comes upon us. We need to be ready for whatever the world throws at us. And if we have our own well dug, in times of being cut off and separated, we'll be able to survive it. Many people didn't make it through COVID because they didn't have a well of their own or they decided to neglect it, one or the other. See, when it seems like all hope is lost and I can't seem to find joy in life, and my friend, I have been in those dry places. I've been in those desert places where I look for joy and it's nowhere to be found, hallelujah. Joy in things, joy in life, joy in circumstances. It's not there. But when I go back to my well, I am able to stand when I go back to my well I have that joy the joy is so powerful from God that it distracts you from the problems of life when you can focus on the goodness of God you won't be distracted by the storms when you go to the well of refreshing and mental renewing that is only found in Jesus Christ you will be able to endure whatever comes your way you will be able to have the joy and the part that I find to be the most encouraging about having your own well is that now after digging your own well, others can come to your well that you have dug through prayer and through fasting and through study of the word of the Lord. Others can come to your well. They can drink and they can be refreshed. Now I'm no longer the one that needs to drink from someone else's well, but I am the one that others are coming to to be refreshed. I am able to pour into other people now. It's so encouraging. With every level, there's greater things that you're able to do for the kingdom. The deeper, the deeper the well, the more impact it will have. If you really want to be used mightily by God to reach the lost and touch the world, the answer is not going to Urshan College, seminary school, or doing one isolated 40-day fast unless God leads you. But the answer to impacting your world is to dig a well and to dig it as deep as you can, in Jesus' name. I hope that this podcast has been a blessing to you, and I do pray right now that God uses it to impact you and others around you. Let's pray for just a moment. Lord, I thank you so much, God, for every opportunity to be able to speak your word. God, I'm praying that the revelation of digging our own well, the revelation, Lord God, of being able to go straight to you for refreshing, for direction, and for strength, that this revelation would be hid in our hearts uh, and that we would grow in you day by day. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again.